Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They is buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wow. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you. Hump Day edition of Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. And speaking of Hump Day, the Cats go down to the hump, get a little bump from Reed Shepard, and a big Kentucky W, 91-87 over Mississippi State. We're going to be talking about it this morning for the next two hours. We'll be talking about the Reed Shepard game, and you can add banana peppers if you want it, Reed style. 7 and 9 on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Nick Roush, how the heck are you? That was a fun one. It, it was a fun one. Um, it was. They say laughter is the best medicine. I think Kentucky basketball is the best medicine because I, I felt great last night. Woke up feeling bad again, but last night it was great. It was wonderful. Don't know. I, I kept the faith throughout, but it's easy why some might have gotten down. But never fear, Reed Shepherd is here. Uh, a shepherd wearing number fifteen, leading the comeback cats. Who's seen that one before? Am I right? You're right. You're right. Sounds all too familiar. Scooter Dingus is our producer. I got to talk with him. I would say five hours, but he totally bailed halfway through the Rutherford show for no good reason. Scooter Dingus, how are you doing this morning? Good I'm to good. see you. I'm, my heart's doing good thanks to leaving the Rutherford show yesterday. Got to go see my my sister, my brother-in-law, and my precious little niece that I haven't seen in far too long. So that was nice to get that before I had to head over to my game. But no, I'm doing good overall. I, uh, the one, I was thinking on the way here this morning, is there anything worse, guys, than sleeping with your window open because it feels amazing outside and then your alarm goes off in the morning and all you hear is freaking rain falling is there a worse feeling knowing like man i've got to roll out of bed although this is so relaxing wish i could stay here all day yeah there's probably worse feelings the loss of a loved one um not getting your pizza read style (laughs) those things are generally a little bit more tragic, but I I can totally relate. I had to just kind of enjoy the rain a little bit this morning as well as I was doing doing my all-star show prep, as everybody knows I do every single morning, but it it was incredibly peaceful. It was a great window, rain night, storms rolled through at least Louisville around like five-ish, 
But be careful if you're heading out today. I think it's still raining. I think there's still risk of severe weather throughout really the entire state. So even if you're listening somewhere besides Louisville, be safe today. Weather's kind of nasty out there. Normally in Kentucky, springs usually when it's the the, the nastiest weather and the Gophers said it's going to be an early spring. So the nasty weather getting here a little early. But, yeah, uh, Scoots, that's, that's not fun when you just want to keep sleeping. Well, and for those listening, don't get tricked by the weather this morning because it feels absolutely awesome outside. But by lunchtime, it's going to be in the 30s. So grab your winter coat. We've got a major cold front coming. So Oh, I didn't. That's news to me. I don't yeah. like hearing that, Scoots. Yeah, yeah going to get cold that. today. I thought it was going to be like nice, you know, weather for a while. Besides rain, it's it, or how long is the cold hanging out? I don't think very long. Maybe a day or two. It's supposed to pop back up. <laughs> okay, good. Happy to hear that. Uh, yeah, I see it. Yeah, low low of twenty three today. Great googly moogly, and then forty eight high tomorrow. But we're back in the sixties by the weekend. Yeah. So seventy on Sunday. Holy smokes, folks! That's going to feel like a real March Sunday. Roush, UK's done playing basketball games until the month of March. I, I hear that means a little something in this state. Oh, wow. I, I just realized the calendar. We've got uh, a weekday and then we'll be there. So that's pretty awesome. Um, I, I thought you were doing a bit about how Kentucky doesn't play like you know, Arkansas Vanderbilt, not really big time opponents, but no. Yeah. No, no, no literally. No, yeah. their next their next game it's March. Although it is a little strange when you turn the calendar into March and you have three regular season games left. Yeah, that's that, that's I, I'm not crazy about that, Mr. NCAA or Mrs. NCAA. Uh, or gender-neutral NCAA. I, I don't like that, but that is what it is. And it does – I know with this team, the second that you assume something, you're going to be made to look stupid, for better or for worse in some instances. But it does feel like you can exhale a little bit, say, all right, you got Arkansas and Vandy come into town, and then all eyes on that showdown in about 10 days against Tennessee and Knoxville – and then Roush, it's SEC tournament game, and it's winter go home time at that point. So it'll be everything's moving too fast. I, I want time to slow down. I want more games with this team. They're really fun to watch. Yes, they're frustrating. Yes, they make mistakes. Honestly, I think if this this team comes at a different time in the Cal window, there's a little Cal fatigue right now. It's just the reality of where things stand. But let's say this is like the 18 team or the 19 or the 20 team. I think fans are just like, they're an all-time favorite. I think the pressure knowing that they this team needs to do something has people a little uneasy, but just the likability of this team is right there with the top of the other Calipari teams. And there's so many different players that you trust, that you like, that you, that you depend on to do something that you may not watch the possession because you're watching one of your favorite players instead. And then, boom, your favorite player does something exciting. It could be Rob. It could be Reed. You could be on your job. You could be on your feed. It, whatever it may be, it could be Antonio Reeves, who's one of the most underrated quiet scorers in all of college basketball. It's a really likable bunch, Roush. And I think, honestly, the fact that they make mistakes and they aren't perfect, for some people – that's an that's appealing that like you know watching them grow and watching them get better has been a lot of fun and you know in a month and a half it'll all be over you'll get several people going to the draft probably a couple people that'll transfer it's like that every year with UK basketball so 
the light at the end of the tunnel, it's getting a little bit brighter, and I think Kentucky fans just want to slow things down. And even as as frustrating as that game was at different times last night, I think that's the epitome of this team. Fun to watch. Really fun to watch. Frustrating, yes, but likable group that you just can't take your eyes off of. They, they, they followed a similar script in many ways to previous games where you got off to a slow start, and this one was slower than normal. Was it 15-3 to three in the first five minutes of the game? I mean, they were moving slower than molasses in January. And then you get some subs in, they score a quick seven points, and okay, all right, you're, you're not back to completely even, but you're, you're within striking range. And then you have Kentucky. Like, there were so many games this year. Uh, Tennessee and Gonzaga are the ones that really stand out, where they have to make this big comeback. They knock on the door, and they can just never bust it down. They finally busted it down. With about four and a half to play, Dillingham hits that three in the corner to take the lead. And then we get the the third chapter, which is the blows a big lead at the end of the game, right? Like what we saw against Florida, Kansas, A&M. And you're like, oh, God, they better not lose this. And even though Hubbard hit that three to tie it, Reed was the ultimate equalizer on Tuesday night at the home. Yeah, on top of that, UK had made one field goal until with with four 14-14 on the clock. So you're almost six minutes into the basketball game. Kentucky had made one field goal, and they were down double digits, as you would imagine a team that had only made one field goal would be. They'd made one field goal in nearly the first six minutes of the game. Roush, this team... I, I see it on the timeline all the time that people are frustrated with them in certain areas. I totally get it. But the way that they can just like snap their finger and just like that, you don't score, you score one made basket for the first six minutes and you still put up 91 points in the game. You still have just a huge offensive performance. That's, that's incredible. And another thing, and we're jumping all around and we'll do that. We're all excited just like you all are. But with 5.56 to play in the game, Roush, so just under six minutes to go, UK was down six points. I don't think UK fans thought they were out of it. I do think Kentucky fans thought it was going to be a tough one to find a way to win, but UK was really in the game for the duration of the game. But 5.56 to play, UK's down six. With 4.24, just a little over, uh, just about 90 seconds. Yeah. 90 seconds. UK's winning. In 90 seconds, in a in a huge game. And if Mississippi State wins that game, they're in the tournament. I mean, if they were to lose out by huge margins, maybe that would change. But assuming they just took care of the business they were supposed to take care of, if they beat Kentucky last night, they're not sweating out the NCAA tournament in the slightest. They still should be in if they take care of business. But if they were to lose out or things go horribly south, they could find themselves on the wrong side of the bubble. Had they beaten Kentucky, gotten a quad one win on their resume yesterday, they're locked in. And with six minutes to go, under six minutes to go, they're up six. They're thinking it's closing time. It's a packed house. It's a great atmosphere. And 90 seconds later, they're losing. They're losing. And UK hadn't even played all that great this game. And then... Let's just keep going with this. 45 seconds after that, Roush, UK's up three. 
And then with 57 seconds left, so let's fast forward about two minutes and 30 seconds at that point, they're up eight points. So from 5.56, they're down six to with about a minute left, they're up eight points. So in about a five-minute stretch, 14-point swing on the road in a game that you're not getting calls, in a game where things aren't going your way for the most part with a couple of exceptions, that being Reed Shepard, that's incredible, you all. Like, I know the final minute was terrible. You're up eight, and you allow the team to come back and tie it. That's equally as bad. The highs and lows of this team are unlike anything we've seen in the Calipari era. The highs are as good as any team Cal has had at UK. Any team Cal has had is his entire career. To be able to do some of the things that this team does, it's incredible. I won't say the lows are the worst that we've had in the Calipari era at Kentucky, but it's not too far from that. And when you mix those two, it is just a polarizing combination that you cannot take your eyes off of. I cannot wait to watch this team play another basketball game. It won't be a big one for them. I'm curious where they'll be mentally going into that Arkansas game on Saturday. But they're just so fun to watch, and 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 I just feel like with only a month half, a month and a half left of the season, even though we got to watch this journey start in July, I feel like it hasn't been enough time, Roush. Well, because there were so many players that weren't a part of it initially, right? And it took you for a while sure. to yeah. figure out who worked with who. Trey Mitchell missed his fourth straight game last night, and I'm not gonna lie, I was a little worried about that. Um, he's not the best defender, but. I said they'd lose if, if you didn't have Trey Mitchell. Um, and I and I felt that way. And it looked like UK at different times was going to lose without Trey Mitchell. But that's a great point that I hadn't even brought up in the first 17 minutes is that you still win that game without your most veteran, experienced leader. Well, because especially playing a big team like Mississippi State where just being able to not get out footwork by Telu Smith is the difference between, you know, three or four buckets. Um, so, but I thought Big Z played well defensively. Um, Hugo had one of those head scratching, I guess two of those head scratching mistakes. Cause not only did he foul the guy, but it's like Hubbard's going to shoot the ball, get your ass out there. Like contest that better, you know? Um, and I thought Bradshaw gave some good minutes. Um, got a couple dunks in there. Um, one thing that's nice about Bradshaw that I think some texters have mentioned is just how vocal he is on the bench as a bench coach. Love to see that. Love to see the energy, enthusiasm. Love to see the celebration after Reed hit that shot. It was uh, quite a memorable night for the Big Blue Nation. It really was. And even though it was the Reed Shepard game, and it was the Reed Shepard game, everybody's going to remember his heroics late, and understandably so. But it was just an unbelievably efficient, good game from the jump. In 35 minutes, Everybody's going to remember the 32 points, and understandably so. Six of six from the free throw line. Four made threes. Seven assists. Five rebounds. And two blocks, both of which I think Roush came with three minutes to play. Like, both were huge. Both were with when Kentucky was trying to close out the game. And even though Mississippi State was seemingly hitting everything, when they weren't, it was because Reed Shepard. Reed Shepard! One of the smallest dudes on the floor. It was because he was blocking shots for UK's defense. He He's just a gamer. Like, whatever corny, cliche 
catchphrase word you want to use with Reed Shepard. He's a baller. He's a great basketball player. And I love seeing the national media just be like, this Reed guy, he's awesome. Not that they're just discovering him. They have known about Reed Shepard now for a little bit. But they're coming around to just how special of a player he is, which begs the question to you two, you still feeling like he's going to be back for a sophomore year? Me, yes. Yes. Last oh, yeah. last night doesn't change that for me. I mean, it's because it's the whole overall perspective with Reed. Although last night was a lot of fun. That was an awesome game. And and I know somebody said it in the postgame show last night, but I, I just wanted to tip my hat as well to DJ Wagner for giving that ball up. Oh, I think it was Roush that brought that out because for the longest time – it just felt like DJ Wagner was going to take that shot. So for him to have the wherewithal and give that up to Reed, who very clearly had the hot hand last night to allow him to take the shot, very, very mature move. It's funny when you watch that replay, too, because in the front court, Reed's like, hey, DJ, over here. And DJ dribbles it across half court, and Reed's just – he doesn't change his face or anything, but you're like – DJ, what are you doing? Get the ball to Reed. <laughs> and he does. To his credit, what you did say last night on the Dash Clips KRC postgame show, he eventually does get the ball over to Reed. That play, I've watched it a ton. I've broken it down. First off, Hubbard for Mississippi State, Josh Hubbard, is a baller. He is awesome. He's really, really good. That three he hits to tie the game. I know a lot of people were saying to foul. I'm glad we don't have to spend two hours dissecting a ter- what would have been a terrible, terrible, inexcusable loss. So happy we're not doing that. But Hubbard just hits an insane shot, and he hit a couple of them. But that one was nuts. He leads the game in scoring 34 points. That dude is awesome. And if Mississippi State gets in the tournament as a 10 seed, can't you see Hubbard just having two huge games to get Mississippi State to the Sweet 16, potentially? Oh, yeah. He's awesome. He's he's really good. But go back and watch this play, and feel free to sync up the podcast with this. But Hubbard hits that insane shot, which I think Kentucky defended very, very well. You can make a case that they should have fouled, whatever. I'm not going to do that right now. But UK defended it well. He hits a tough shot. It's the game of basketball. Reed instantly is like, go, I'm ready to go. His leadership as a freshman just in that sequence is – It's impressive, and there's a caveat to it, because he makes a grown adult decision that saves Kentucky the game, in my opinion. So he inbounds the ball, and he's ready to go. The first person he sees, Roush, is Rob Dillingham. And Dillingham has a, I shouldn't say a lane, but he has an avenue to get momentum and get ahead of speed with the way like, hey, here's where I was standing on that defensive possession. Now you're inbounding the ball, and I'm already moving. Get it to me. Get it to me. And he's looking for it. Reed looks right at him and instead gives it to a stopped and still, basically, he starts moving there at the end, Just or DJ Wagner, and he throws it to DJ Wagner. I am 110% convinced he knew if he gave that ball to Rob, that Rob's going to keep it. And that, and that's fine. Rob did a lot of really nice things in this game, by the way. He wasn't the star player. He finished with nine points. But that pass he had to Bradshaw to extend the lead to three on that dunk, that was a hell of a play. That layup that he finished as well, that was a hell of a play. Dillingham was cooking in his own little way, but not to the degree that Reed was. And go back and watch the play. 
Reed looks at Dillingham on the inbounds. It's the person he should have passed to just based on momentum and speed and time. He, You can't convince me otherwise that he doesn't make a conscious decision not to throw the ball to Reed because he knows he's not getting it back if he throws it to Reed. If he gives it to DJ, I think in, he, in his mind he knows, like, all right, DJ's not – he's probably going to give it up. And then you all are totally right. He almost doesn't. It's a little bit of a panic moment. He eventually does. I think Reed knows he was more likely to get the ball from DJ than he would have from Rob. So that's why he threw it to DJ. DJ gives it back to him. The rest is history. The The difficulty of that shot was was high. That was a tough shot that he hit, by the way. He's getting fouled, in my opinion. He's getting fouled. He's not balanced, and he just throws it up. It's a really high angle, too, on the Kentucky Roll Call Instagram page. I put it in a post, I think, just the when the ball is at its apex. It doesn't look like it has any prayer to go in, but it's Reed Shepard, so of course it does. But he makes some grown adult decisions on that final possession. And shout out to DJ Wagner for making sure the ball gets in his hands. And by the way, DJ had Antonio Reeves about three feet off the three-point line. He had him as a safety valve. Rob never gave up wanting the ball on that entire play. When DJ had it, Rob was still wanting it. When Reed had it, Rob was still wanting that. I love that about Robert Dillingham. You keep wanting that ball, baby. But in this instance, it was Reed's night. He didn't give it up, and the Cats get a win because of it. That was a grown man play there all around. The final 10, 12 seconds from Reed Shepard. Just don't take your eyes off of him. He's really impressive that entire series. Well, and there was also a bit of a redemption arc, too, because we would have been talking about Reed played so great, but he you can't throw that pass, Reed. What was that? Like, I thought you were going to say redemption arc for DJ Wagner after the A&M game, where it's like, you, you know, he, whether or not it's his fault, I know a lot of people are debating whether, but he made the right play. He gave the ball up. It happened to go to the right guy that hit the shot. Shout out DJ Wagner. And hey, he got off the the snide, the schneid of three-point shooting. So that was fun to see as well. Hit two of them. Hit another one that they had called a little bogus foul on right before. It should have been three. But shout out to I, – I, you know, the role players didn't have huge games, Roush, but I thought they did enough to get a road win against a, a pesky team. That's a quad one win, baby. Quad one win. Can't apologize for that. Three in the last, what, two-ish plus weeks. So – Things are trending in the right direction for Kentucky. And part of it, too, TJ, that we kind of mentioned off the top, just how there were so many things that just felt familiar in this game. It's got to be great for that locker room, for their headspace, to finally execute late-game situations. And I know there's been a few others where they have, but to see that lead erased and then have Reed still play hero ball in a hostile environment, that's that's huge and can be a uh, galvanizing moment. I mean, maybe not Julius Randle tipping in against LSU, but you know, Wait, why not? You know, why not? Uh, that was huge. I mean, that game was at home. This one was on the road. I, I did say in the Dash Clips KRC post game show that like, for, is that just the difference of? the opposing team shot going in versus our shot going in between LSU and Mississippi state over an eight day, well, not even an eight day span, right? Six day span. And one was a win. One was a loss. One had UK fans absolutely flipping out. The other one have UK has UK fans just going absolutely bonkers. I do think we need to be a little bit more even keeled with the wins and the losses, but 
speak to myself. I, I'm the one that's going way over the top. I'm pumped over yesterday's win. That was exciting. And now top four seed seems very obtainable. If chalk holds true tonight and favorites win, we should have what, Roush? A four-way tie for third in the SEC at 10-5 and five with three to play. If Ole Miss upsets Alabama, we're going to have five teams within one game of second place with three to play in the SEC, and UK would hold that tiebreaker over Alabama. So be rooting for Chris Beard and the Ole Miss Rebel Dogs tonight down in Oxford. But that was huge from that standpoint. If you don't win last night, you're not getting a top four seed in the SEC tournament. Now you will. That's fun. Or Well, you should. There's still... If UK loses to Tennessee, there is an avenue where they still could be the five. But all things considered, they should likely be in the top four. So it was a huge game. Let's do a little roll call roundup on what we did for the game. Scoots, what were you doing for the game? Were you you were in the car at least for the end of it, right? Or no? Uh, no. So I actually I had some things happen with our game last night. Couldn't end up broadcasting it. So I got home about I think I watched the first half of the game we were supposed to call, and then I headed home. So I got home probably five minutes left in the game. Sat on the couch. Gil was there watching it. Although Indiana was in a tight battle as well at the same time. So came in the house, turned my TV. TV on onto the Indiana game. Gil was watching the Kentucky game and sat there and watched them both. Shout out to the Hoosiers. That was a nice win for the Cats because Wisconsin and Kentucky, they're in that four, five seed tussle. And if you lose to the lowly Hoosiers, that's going to knock you off a seed line. Our boy Shelby Mass, bracketwag.com. That's your go-to. He updates it daily. That's your, I hate when people are like, Joe Lenardi, Joe Lenardi, Joe Lenardi. Joe Lenardi sucks. Shelby Mass doesn't suck. And he saves kittens. People forget about that. He is your go-to bracketologist. He has UK as your top five seed after last night. Wisconsin dropped down. UK had moved up. So they are your top five seed as it stands right now. I still want a three seed, Roush. That's where I'm, I'm looking at. Um, I want to hear what you did for the game as well, Nick. I know you're not feeling well. But Scoots, what was Gil's thoughts about the win? Was he still mad? Did it, was it not by enough? Was the final minute too much for him? Wh- oh, no. What did Gil have to do? Yeah, take? no, he he was very happy at the end of the night, and the tone was a lot different on the Dash Clips post game show as opposed to disagreeing with everything he heard last night. He was doing the whole shaking the head for with everything that he heard. So yeah, no, Let's he, go. he he was very happy. Lo- loved seeing that last night. Of course, I mean anybody. How, how can you not love that game last night? Even if you're not a Kentucky fan, seeing Reed Shepard do what Reed Shepard did and seeing him come off the floor with just a big smile on his face. I mean, he was straight smiling for like three minutes, getting congratulations from all of his teammates. That was just so fun to see. How could you not have loved that? Roush, I feel bad for you. You look horrible. <laughs> you you look like a white dog. And, you're, and, muted. You're, and you're muted. And... <laughs> I've seen like one eye open half the show. The other one is like fluttering. I'm 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 th- hoping the medicine kicks in, but it's it is not this first thirty seconds or thirty minutes. Um, <laughs> you sound I mean, you sound good and your content's good. I just you you look you, you look oh, rough, yeah. my man. I'm feeling it, but um, it was it was one of those things where like it's just kind of back and forth a seesaw of feeling normal, feeling terrible, and I was feeling terrible at the start of the game, and. But, you know, 7 o'clock tip-off, weird for bedtime, right? Well, that beginning was so bad. It was like, all right, time to watch Bluey. Let's get ready for bed. So I paused the game, did bedtime, 
and it was probably best for my overall health because I was feeling down and they were getting me all worked up with that terrible start. So yeah, it, um, I ended up watching the game on delay. Typically when I do that though, TJ, I catch up by the second half. This time I never caught all the way up. Like it was even down the wire. There were just a couple, I, I was maybe, you know, two or three minutes behind. So it was all the discipline I had in my body to not check my phone. And it just with all like the Twitter notifications and the texts from people. And I was just like, nope, don't do it. You got to stay locked in. Because I did score peep when Kentucky made it 30 to 28. So at least I kind of came in knowing like, all right, they're going to get this within striking range. Like, let's, let's go win this. Um, but the, it was kind of nice, though, because it's probably the least online I've been for a game in a very long time. Interesting. I, I was probably more online than normal. If I'm at home just not really doing anything, I'm probably going to be online. If I'm doing even like the remote slightest bit of sociability, I will not probably be on my phone as much. Uh, a little bit, but probably not as much. But I was on it a bunch yesterday. It was kind of a fun UK game to follow on social media uh, just because it was incredibly up and down a lot of people were totally out then people were totally back in and then I think everybody that was on x yesterday in that final minute at some point had a tweet or a post of oh please no don't do this please please don't do this and I think after they hit their second threes when I was like oh boy this feels like something weird's gonna happen they tied it up I, I, the wife in the second half watched the game with me where we just like, you know, we weren't paying so much attention to the broadcasters because we were just having our own conversations. And the U of L fan wife, not to put any pressure on her, when her and I just kind of watch games together, we've won three straight. And you know which one we didn't watch together because it was a nine o'clock start? The LSU game. But for that Auburn game, we just sat in the basement and we like heart. We don't really ever really do that. But for the Auburn game, we just sat in the basement and we watched and they won. For the Alabama game, we were in Cincinnati. We watched together and they won. And then last night, Mississippi State, we just watched together and they won. So my U of L fan wife, I think, has some good mojo that she's going to unfortunately just be stuck at my hip watching the Caps. The ball's Won't be too poor. It really is. It is. Um, but yeah, I also, yeah, bedtime at set with the seven o'clock games, bedtime's always going to come into play. So I think I was behind a TV timeout, but I think I caught up at the under four and wasn't, wasn't too terribly far behind, but wild game. Happy. The cats got a win boy. Would the conversation be so, 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 so different if they're up eight with 57 seconds left and they had lost that game Roush. Thank the Lord we're not doing that. Seriously. I'm Great so happy day. we're not having to do that. We're going to take our first break. We do have to do that. We've got a lot more shenanigans to get to on today's Kentucky Roll Call, but we've got the grab-and-go Thornton's text line texters, which are popping. Let's see. I don't – one, two, three, four. The most we've ever had, I think, in the grab-and-go text line. So, shout-out to you all. There are a bunch. We're going to get to those when we return. You wake up with us. We'll read your text. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. We're back after this. Six, Wagner, Wagner pulls up over to Shepard. Shepard penetrates, floater, yes! 
Way to go, Reed Shepard. Why not? Why not, Reed Shepard? Reed Shepard rescues the Cats with a floater in the lane. Oh, man. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio 96.1. 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ, Rick Roush and Justin Kalen on your Wednesday, victory Wednesday. The Cats win, as you heard Goose say there. Hey, way to go, Reed Shepard. I don't know, Scoots, if you – I sent you some some audio from today. I love Tom Leach. I love Goose. I don't know if if ESPN or the UK Sports Radio broadcast had a great call of that game winner. yeah, Goose didn't match the energy that Tom brought. It was just a little... Way to go, Reed Shepard. <laughs> what? UK hits a game winner. Way to go, Reed Shepard. It's just a little off. Something was a little off there. It, it was. And then the audio is actually... It almost seems like that was at a different point in the game. And it just like auto-populated to the game winner. Because the I- next... He's like, Reed Shepard, Reed Shepard. And he, you know, he started- I, I thought the same thing. I was like, do I have two videos playing at the same time? What's going on? Yes, yes. Uh, but the ESPN broadcast also wasn't, their final call wasn't great either. It wasn't terrible. It was Carl Ravage doing it. Do we want to hear it? He's a baseball announcer. Yeah, yeah, I guess since we're talking about it, let's go ahead and uh, play it. Let me get it queued up on my end as well. But, okay, I'm ready whenever you are. All right, let's go. Well, he's got and it, he did. and he will shoot it, and he did. And he did. Seven free of the night. Chance for Kentucky. Shepard got it. He hits it. There are no. Yeah. So the Hubbard call I thought was great by Ravish. Oh yeah. And it's and it's a little bit easier when you got the home crowd hooting and hollering with you, obviously. But it almost seems like he's confused after the Shepherd shot. Like, like he he shouldn't get too excited about it necessarily. But yeah, neither one I thought was uh, worthy of the game that that we saw. I love Tom Leach. I love Jack. Don't don't love ESPN broadcast as much. But overall, uh, not not your best game winners on the on the audio calls. No, not this go around. But um, I'll take it either way. We're saving the great calls for March. Exactly, exactly. Exactly. Let's get to the Storms text line. Or Roush, what do you have? No, you got something. Feel free. I was just going to say, John Calipari brought that up last night where he was like, you know, we lost a bunch of games like this, and now we've won one, and hopefully we've still got some left for the tournament. Um, that's a paraphrasing, but it does feel like they, they kind of evened out a little bit. Not not quite entirely, um, but, hey, we're setting things up for, for some fun in March. Uh, just – one one more thing, TJ, just about because I know we're going to get into the minutia of a lot of things. I'm just glad that for the most part, Cal just recognized. All right, here's who's playing well. We're going to play them. We're going to get the ball to them. It's felt like at times this year, there's been a square peg round hole situation with like trying to get guys going, or you know, like just s- some of the times things have just been off. So um, last night he didn't hesitate to play Big Z when he was playing better inside and getting thrown around like a rag doll. Uh, you know, when Reed had the hot hand, they, they kept letting Reed eat. Reed only missed three shots, and they were threes. And one of them was a heat check that was – Cal was like, oh, come on. You, you can see him reacting on the sidelines. But I, I do think it's, – it's not like 
I'm not I'm not saying that Cal was being stubborn just to be stubborn previously. But he he played the guys who were playing their best for the most part against Mississippi State and who were, were succeeding. So I feel like we're going in the right direction as far as who's playing with whom. Yeah, and if Kentucky finds a way to lose that game, I'm sure people are freaking out about you gonna being back in, which he shouldn't have been, admittedly. I just think in wins, we're more likely to just not get worked up about lineups, but in losses, we have to find things to point our fingers at and get upset about. So I, I, I was fine for the most part with the lineups besides you gonna there at the end. I understood why he was in. We talked about it on the Dash Clips postgame show. I think they thought Mississippi State was just going to go try to get quick two points within five, six seconds, just instantly go attack the rim. If you contest at all, the officials are going to call a foul. If you let them go easy, then you're giving up two points with basically no time coming off the clock. So I think they just wanted a little bit more somebody that could contest inside, but it ended up biting you in the ass because he tried to contest too much and made a dumb foul. Uh, Basket, we love you, Gunna, and obviously there's going to be some games where he's going to fit in, and he's probably going to do some really fun things, and there's going to be some games that just aren't you, Gunna games, and last night was was not a you, Gunna game. Basketball IQ, he's he, he's got to get a little more experience in situational basketball, and he will in time. Maybe it won't be at UK. Maybe it'll be in the NBA. Some people have talked about him potentially transferring, but uh, if he wants to come back, I'd be cool with it, but just not the game for him. So I would have probably pushed back a little bit on Cal putting him back in the game, but I at least can understand why. And I'm with you, Roush. I was fine with the substitutions there. I like the lineups they had had in, in at the end of the game. I also like the lineup that Thornton's has inside their gas stations. Breakfast sandwiches, fresh fruit. Oh, yeah. I had to, uh, you know, you're not feeling great. You just want something that tastes good, feels good. So I had to stop and get a croissant. Oil, sausage, egg, and cheese. So good. Cheese is all melty. Uh, so tasty, white and fluffy. Love me some Thornton's breakfast. Love their coffee. It'll get your day started the right way. Download the Refreshing Rewards app to make sure you're saving every time you go to the pump at Thornton's. A grab-and-go texter, our first one this morning. Shout-out to 291. Reed must be a cult leader because he has me drinking all the big blue Kool-Aid out of my large Thornton's mug with 99-cent refills. Let's roll to March. Yeah, 89 cents, 32-ounce sodas. They'll do the refills as well. And I'm also with you, Texter, drinking that big blue Kool-Aid from Thornton's. It's a fun group. And on Saturday, maybe Reed has nine points on a kind of ho-hum game and Dillingham puts up 33. Or maybe it's Antonio Reeves that puts up 25, 26 points on Saturday. They've got a bunch of different scores. We saw this past weekend, maybe it's somebody random like Justin Edwards or Big Z is going to hit a bunch of threes. This team has an arsenal of weapons, and when they're at their display or somebody's in the zone or multiple people are in the zone, but last night it was mostly just Reed Shepard, that's a lot of fun to watch. And I say mostly Reed Shepard. Antonio Reeves had a even a quieter game than normal for him. Still 21 points, hit his over 19, yeah. 19 and a half in Vegas. Yeah. He didn't miss more open shots than we're used to seeing. And yeah. It felt, like, it felt like Mississippi State was saying, yeah, you can take those. We don't – go ahead. Um, they, they weren't falling early. And that, that was my, my probably my biggest early worry is that his weren't falling. Hubbard's were. He had 19 with that and one right as soon as the second half started. It's like, gosh, this guy can't miss. 
He's a tough. He's he's a tough cookie. I think that game has me excited for March as any we've played, and probably more so. Shots weren't falling. Ticky tack fouls. Terrible matchup down low. Rowdy atmosphere. I'll add in desperate team because they were a somewhat desperate team. Hubbard going nuclear. We lose that exact game by 20 in Columbia six weeks ago. Whatever it is, this team has found it. Side note, please tell me you all saw Dockage tweet about Khalil Ware's tattoos. Uh, no, <laughs> but that's a, you know, that, that could go in so many different avenues, but I think we all know where it probably ends up most likely with Dan Dockage, but no, he's got me blocked. Only a few people got me blocked. Dan Dockage, Pat Forty are some of the bigger ones, both complete and total losers, but I did not see Dan Dockage's tweet scoops. Well, now I got to look because I actually said something to Gil last night when I was watching that game. Khalil Ware has gotten... No less than seven tattoos this season. Like what? He was he. Had, I don't think he had anything on either his right arm or his left arm, and now one of them's covered. Like what the hell? Maybe worry about practicing basketball and not getting tats all the time. I don't know. Oh, there well, we let's go. go. We got Scoots with the Dan Dockage take. Everybody, Scoots we did it. Scoots Dockage. Was that was that Dockage's take? I'm sure it was. I mean, it's got to be something along those lines, right? I mean, let's see. Um, on Monday, Dockage ripped Ware, claiming he is more focused on getting tattoos than working on his game. So basically exactly what Scoots just said. Awesome. Yeah. My man, IUB Ball Ware, got himself thousands of dollars of new tats. How about getting in the effing gym or film room or learn how to play instead of being in the tattoo chair? Effing IUB Ball mentality stinks. Is what Dan Dockage said, and Scoots just said as much. Basically, man, I never want to be in the same company as Dan Dockage, but I, I've got to agree with him here. <laughs> Khalil Ware after the game quote tweeted that with a laughing emoji after Indiana beat Wisconsin. Nobody gets dunked on more on social media than Dan Dockage. No, but that's a that that yeah, I wouldn't. I don't know. I wouldn't bring up tattoos for the reason why IU is struggling. But dumb people will, will do that. Well, and it's, Scoot's it's, not saying you're dumb, but it's... It's not just tattoos, though, TJ. I think it's a it's a microscope of the bigger picture that these guys are just focused on other things other than playing basketball, which... Like, is it snapbacks and tattoos? I don't know. Could be. Could be. Could, could be. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, Donating my kidney to Reed just in case he needs it down the line. You should be. I think his kidney's okay. I hope so. If it was bad, it'd be hard to be hard to play basketball. But that's nice of you. You're doing you're doing what you got to do. Uh, texter on the Thornton's text line, grab and go says, "Big win for the Scoozers last night. Great job on the Rutherford Show, TJ. Fun times hearing those trigger cards fans on the text line. Uh, and then they say, born in '74. Here, this is an all time top favorite team for me. Such a cool kids. So much fun. If this team goes to a Final Four, it's going to be a fan favorite for." A lot of Kentucky fans. Maybe not all of them, but if this team has a March run, and especially if like a couple of the games are game, well, whether they're game-winning shots or not game-winning shots, if this team goes on a run, people aren't going to care. But that's that's all that's really left to cement them in history, and hopefully good history. Because if they end up not having a March run, Roush, and we see what all these guys are inevitably going to do in the NBA, we'll look back at this group in not the right light. And that shouldn't be... That, that shouldn't be the case. So everything is so dependent on March, but seeing them find a way, even after nearly giving it away, but finding a way to come out on the road with a win 
you can't help but think this team has grown a little bit. You love to see it. You love to see it. Because um, Cal has continually said it, but we just needed some evidence that they are trending in the right direction. They are built for March. Um, because there is a lot of pressure on this team. And if anybody can handle it, it's these guys. Did you all see the buzzer beaters in basketball yesterday? Nope. Other Excuse than Reeves. I, I know, no, I know you saw one in the NBA. Oh, yeah. The Max Struess one? Yeah, that was awesome. That was awesome. Yeah. That was incredible. The Cavs down one. He hits a half-court shot at the buzzer. In the NBA, you can call timeouts and advance the ball, you know, three-fourths of the court and get it in the half-court. But the Cavs didn't have any timeouts left, so it was a true basketball situation and setup where they, that you had the Mavs score. Seems like they have the go-ahead bucket. Cavs inbound the ball. They throw up a prayer at half-court. It goes in. And we got that in college basketball. Just a couple hours later, Nevada does the same thing to Colorado State. Colorado State down big in that game. They come back. If you haven't seen that one, check that one out as well. That was incredible. Nevada wins it at the buzzer there. Fun night of basketball. Reed Shepard was just a a, a big piece of it. Saw Mark Pope got a big win. At Kansas. Kansas. Yeah, way to go. the, The farting Mike Popes. The fighting Mark Popes. Getting a win, maybe farting potentially too. That, that, that was awesome. Uh, Kansas was up, what, 12 in the second half in that one? Maybe 13. And at home, and BYU came back and, and found a way to win. Hunter Dickinson missed two free throws late. That could have made things mm-hmm. a little bit more interesting. Kansas has some major offensive issues. Yeah, their guard play is not great. And we just got them the one time that Dewan Harris made, th- made shots. And no seven-footers for UK, and that didn't help anything either. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, Grab-and-go texter says, Local John here. Good morning, everyone. Last night was crazy. That game winner by Reed took me back to my younger years as a Kentucky fan. Times like this, I wish my dad was still around so we could have celebrated together. Hey, the Batcats got another victory as well yesterday. Glad to see them keep winning. Well, I have to lead my church service tonight for the midweek Linton service. Please throw a prayer up for me if you do not mind. We'll get to go talk to you later. John will absolutely throw a, par- a prayer up for you. Scooch, can you get that audio of Reed Shepard talking about the game winner? ready to go when you when you have it yeah i was gonna come back with it on the last segment but we can play it now yeah because john john brought it up so i wouldn't mind if we if we go ahead and play that if you have it ready to go the one by tyler thompson right the one by tyler thompson of kentucky sports radio yes absolutely here we go did you ever practice the runner at the buzzer in your backyard (laughs) or in the growing up yeah for sure uh you know that's that's what everyone did as a little kid I'm sure Adu did it as well. Uh, you know, and then you miss it and you get the rebound. They added time on the clock. Uh, so luckily tonight I went in and we didn't have to add any time on the clock. There you go. Reed is every Kentuckian who hasn't done that playing on their own goal. Five, four, TJ Walker's got it. He shimmies left, shimmies right, shoots it. He misses. There's still one second. He gets the rebound. He puts it up. Oh, my gosh. He's a horrible basketball player. He's probably going to have to get into radio. There's 0.5 seconds left. There's one more shot at it. It's good. We all did it. Reed's right. We've all been there and, and lived those moments in our head. It's just one of us gets to actually do it wearing a Kentucky jersey. But we're all living vicariously through Reed because we've all been there. And for him to have that moment that he dreamed about, that's sweet. And, Roush, I doubt it's probably going to be his last one. Did you ever do the thing where you made the sound of the buzzer? Oh, yeah. All of it. Yeah. 
And then, oh, oh, they're putting Tom back on the clock. There was a foul, actually. They're going to the review. TJ didn't lose the game. That's hour number one. We love Reed Shepard. We love Kentucky Roll Call. We love our Texers. We got a few more on the grab and go that we didn't get to. We'll get to it in hour two. This is KRC and the Big X. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back, hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen, Roush had to tap out. Not feeling well. He looked terrible. So it's just going to be Scoots and myself the remainder of today's show. But we have a ton of texts. One hour to go, Scoots. I think we're going to survive just fine. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No no doubt about it. I'm, I'm not worried. Are you? It doesn't sound like you're worried, so we're good. No, you don't. You don't worry about it. I won't worry about it. The listeners won't worry about it. There's nothing to worry about. Yep, we're good. Good deal. Uh, the the X Tigers beat Brown in district opening play yesterday. That how, was nice to see. How ugly that get? It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> uh, the, uh, I think they maybe doubled them up, and Brown scored 53 points. So I'll let you do the math on that. Okay. Uh, yeah. So not not. I mean. <laughs> I think Spears is like, no broadcast on the St. X game tonight. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you in a couple days. And I was like, wait, but if St. X loses, it's all over. Like, that's the season. And Spears is like, we'll see you in a couple days. He, he, <laughs> yeah, he was not worried about it. By the way, I think I've got – I'll have to look at my schedule, but I'm pretty sure I've got 7th region next week. Let's go. So, that will be huge. Yeah. You need a special guest? I uh, don't think so, but I'll keep okay. you in mind if we do. All right, well, Roush is probably available if you need him. So just, <laughs> His team's out, right? No, they probably they're, no, they're, they're probably they're still six, alive. They're sixth region anyways. Correct. Yeah, I think they're still alive, yeah. We got a few more grab-and-go textures to get to, but I do got to remind you about our friends at Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com, the best polarized sunglasses on the planet. A company that started right here in Kentucky. You feel better knowing with an American-made product. But how about an American-made product right here in the Bluegrass State? ShadyRays.com, the promo code BIGX is going to save you 40% off. They've got replacement pair promise, lost, broken, stolen. They're going to send you your order back, 30-day back, money back, get it, money back, 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 Chris Berman guarantee. (laughs) They do a lot of great stuff at Shady Rays. I got a little caught up on the backs there. It happens. We love Shady Rays. You will. Also, I wear them every single day of my life. That's not a joke. And I'm happy about it. I got plenty of pairs and different styles for different occasions. ShadyRays.com to find the best for you. I think you accidentally just came up with a gimmick for him. How's he not taking advantage of that? He could have been doing money back guarantee ads his whole life. Get your money back, 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 guarantee. (laughs) Be great. 
<laughs> Not a bad idea, Scooch. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, just like I appreciate a good pair of Shady Ray sunglasses. What are you getting into today, Scoots? What's on the Scoots schedule? Oh, I've got, so I'll do the Hoosier Report, produced for that. And then Spears is actually off today, but he's got Ed Peak coming in. So I'll be in studio with Ed Peak until 1 o'clock. And then I think I'm going to go to the hotel, uh, get some notes done for my games tonight. I've got 28th District Girls and Boys Championships tonight. So that's exciting. So I've got to go to the hotel, work on some notes and stuff, take a shower, potentially take a nap as well before heading to Eastern High School tonight. You just have free reign of any of the rooms at a hotel. Absolutely. Yeah. Every time I check into a room, I just think like Scooch probably took a Mondo Duke in this toilet just no, 30 minutes I, before no, I that, got in. No, that is one thing I do not do. I do not use the bathrooms in the room because I don't want to clean it when I'm done. So You just said you're going to use the shower. Well, I'm going to use that. Well, so here's the thing. We got rooms on, like, we call it pickup. We put rooms on pickup if there's like a maintenance issue or whatever in the room. So I'll... We at all times we typically have five six rooms on pickup, so I'll just go in one of the pickup rooms and it'll be all fine because they get cleaned after the maintenance after maintenance goes in, fix whatever needs to be fixed. Housekeepers go in and clean. So, and I'm not okay. gonna I'm not gonna sleep in the bed, so they won't have to do the bed or anything. I, I'm just gonna take a nap on the couch, take a shower. We'll all be good. Take your go to the bathroom, nap on the couch, go back to the bathroom, take your shower. <laughs> One more bathroom trip, and then you're out of the room. And like nobody had no, like nobody had ever even been in there. Nobody would even know any differently. Correct. All right. Well, I hope you get a good nap in. Thanks. Sounds like a long day. That's that's the nap part is going to be the stretch because I do have a lot of game notes to get ready for tonight and and all that. So nap is kind of like the pipe dream. If everything goes perfectly today, I'll get one. But I don't I don't know that that's going to happen. Did you bet Roman's racks yesterday? Uh, no, but I saw that the Kyrie and PJ Washington bets hit. I didn't hear yeah, his bets at the end of the game, but or at the end he, of the he, show. You know, and I didn't write it down. It was somebody on assists, and I forget who it was. But he gave that one late. But I also bet Kyrie and PJ because he gave those two early. And like while he was giving it, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll bet these real quick. They both hit. And what I didn't realize when I brought up that game winner in hour number one was P.J. Washington hit the shot, the go-ahead shot. To give he, the, him 10 points. <laughs> to, to get him the over, too, which I was keeping up with that. And I was like, oh, my gosh, we need P.J. Washington to get one more bucket. But there's three minutes left, and I was like, between Luka and Kyrie, how is P.J. going to get a shot here in three minutes? I was like, that pet's probably not going to win. And then, sure enough, I saw that it did win, but I didn't realize he was the one that hit the last second shot. He's kind of flexing, thinking, I got the game winner and then the Shrust half quarter goes in, and his, it's just you see like the life leave his body as that shot goes can in, we, understandably so. Can we stop calling it a half quarter? Because he was several feet behind the half court line, and it's not just you. I listened to the bro- all the broadcasts from the call, like the Cavs broadcast, the, uh, the Mavs broadcast, the TV broadcast. I listened to all those game-winning calls, and they were all but one of them were like, oh, from half court, Max Strews. Like, no. He was six feet behind half court. Like, give it the credit it deserves. Well, anybody can hit a half court shot. Nobody, not very many people can hit a 60 footer. Why do you think they're doing that? (laughs) Lazy? Easy? No, because it's just, because that's the, that's easier to say than, oh my gosh, from six feet from behind half court, it's up and it's good. I I think it was the, I think it was the Cavs broadcaster and he was like, Max Struess from 60 feet. And I was like, that's just such a better call than half court because it paints a better picture. 
Well, I think you can get away with the half-court call, and then your color guy will be like, it was actually probably about five feet before half-court, but a hell of a shot. I just think for simplistic understanding sake, half-court shot, if it's in the half-court vicinity, you're going to let it. If you're a little, a couple feet ahead, you're not going to be nitpicky about it, Scoots. Mm, I am nitpicky about it, so we're going to have to agree to disagree here. You're getting nitpicky about this. You're green with Dan Dockage. <laughs> what the hell is happening to me? I don't like this. I don't like this one bit. Text on into the Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450. I do like Roman's racks. We got a new producer at the Big X. His name's Roman Kelly, and he's pretty good. Uh, first time getting to work with him yesterday. I was impressed. And he's like a, a big-time NBA gambler, oh, supposedly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And... He won me some money last night, so he's good by me the way that I see it. Shout out to Roman. A texter says, is there any way to watch the Dash Clip post the, – the Dash Game post clip show? All right, we got to get the name right, everybody. A lot of people yesterday was calling it a Dash, dash Cam wallet. <laughs> a, a Dash Cam is what the police have. A Dash Clip is what the police wish they could have. That's the type of leather they really want. And uh, But that being said, it's fun. We're doing them after UK games. Right now, it's only on X. I, I think we tried to find a way to get it on Facebook or maybe Instagram streaming at the, live time, at the same time. Maybe for the tournament, we can figure that out in due time. But for right now, Robert, just on Twitter, just on X, make a burner account and follow along. Because it was fun, Scoots. I saw you in there yesterday. We need to get you back chiming in, but... Uh, we had, I think we probably had our most listeners yesterday, and understandably so. Oh, 7 o'clock ins- game. Yeah, it was insane. Emotional win. Yeah, so people were excited about that. I but think, Robert, hop on. Join the fun. I think when I hopped in, there was like 229 people, and I was like, oh, my goodness. So, yeah, I, was, I had a few things to say, but I figured I'd save them for today. So I, I've already said them. My, my, just my whole takeaway was the whole just Reed coming off the floor after the game winner was just so awesome. Just that big smile on his face. Gotta love it. By the way, Robert, the replay, is, it's still pinned to the top of your Twitter, right? So you can go back and listen to last night's. You can. You can yeah. go to my Twitter. I don't think you – I don't know if you have to even have a, a Twitter account to be able to, like, click on it and watch it. Maybe you do, but if you do, it takes two seconds to sign up. You're going to get so many porn bots, you'll be so happy <laughs> you signed up for X. So go ahead and, and get on board. A texter says, I'm sure TJ loved Jimmy Dyke's commentary at the end of the game. Jimmy was getting on UK's defense for Hubbard shooting a deep NBA three with a hand in his face. You can't let him walk into a three. Jimmy, he was freaking two feet past half court with a hand in his face. ESPN is trash. (laughs) Jimmy is just, he seems like a really nice fella too. So I, I say this all, I say all this in the context of, I'm sure he's a nice person. But I can kind of see why it maybe didn't work out for him as a coach. He has a tough time seeing the forest through the trees. He got on Rob Dillingham for going for a steal. Like, players are going to make mistakes. you got to take some gambles every so often. In UK, they'll have defensive breakdowns as well as any other team in the country. But you got to give Mississippi State a lot of credit for them just hitting some ridiculous shots. And Texter, I agree with you. The You just got to sometimes tip your cap and be like, man, Hubbard was in his bag tonight, and he was. The conversation of whether or not you foul or don't foul, again, Scoots, that's that's on the table. A lot of UK fans thought that thought that they should have. 
did that cross your mind there in the no. final sequence? You may have been watching the IU game. No, that that never crosses my mind in that situation because you can't lose is the thing. Like if you foul him and he hits the first free throw and they somehow get the offensive rebound on the second one, you could tip it out for a three and lose the game. If you just let him have free reigns and take the shot, worst things that gonna happen is you get you you're tied you're tied up. And the worst thing that could have happened last night is you're tied up. Reed misses that shot, goes to overtime. So, yeah, a lot of UK fans were on it. Again, another kind of tricky situation where there was what eight seconds left, nine seconds left. So let's say you you foul him, he makes both free throws. You're up one with eight seven seconds left. You're you're most likely best case back in the exact same spot. The next time down, and I know people are listening and being like, well, you foul that time too. Maybe, maybe, potentially. But Hubbard hit a really, really tough shot. It was well defended. Kentucky was all over it. He just he just made it. Sometimes you tip your cap. Luckily, Reed came down and, and ended it on the other side. A texter says on the Thornton's text line, guys, just enjoy the ride. Reed will not be back next year. Enjoy it while it lasts. I also agree. I've, said, I've been on – board that I think Reed will be gone and I totally agree with Roush and Scoots that like Kentucky basketball means more to Reed than just your average one and done and he's been waiting his entire life to play this but folks he is skyrocketing up draft boards he it's not crazy for him to potentially be a top five pick it's not crazy I I don't think you probably see it happen I think probably 10 maybe is going to be his ceiling but what if he has a couple more games like this? What if he does this with everybody in the country watching in the NCAA tournament? First off, he can. And secondly, if if he does, it, I'm not saying he's not going to be a number one pick, but like if he's already being projected 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, it's not impossible that he keeps moving up in the draft board. So I don't think we'll see him back. It's really not worth getting into like an hour-long conversation about it as we've now probably spent a good deal of time between yesterday and today talking about it. But just, I agree, enjoy him. If he does come back, then we can go absolutely bonkers this offseason about it. But he would be making a little bit of history by choosing to turn down that money if if that ends up happening. Following Oscar. But, but Oscar, but Oscar, wasn't, Oscar wasn't Oscar, a lottery. Yeah, I Oscar it. was a top ten pick, yeah. and if he was, he would have been gone, and understandably so. But, but that money's not going anywhere for Reed. You know, I mean that that's whole, get, that's how my 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 whole mindset on the thing is. The NBA is always going to be there for Reed unless he suffers some sort of catastrophic injury. But I mean, how many guys get injured in a basketball game and aren't able to come back? That number is very little. So it happens. It does. And it, you don't want to be the you know you don't want to be the statistic while you should have been counting your tens and maybe even hundreds of millions of dollars. Instead, you blew out your knee because you wanted to to play in Lexington for another year, and it means a lot to him, and that's why we all love him. But just you, you're talking. Plus, you're talking, you're talking your kids' kids. Plus, here, you're talking your kids' kids' kids. Maybe if you if you handle your money right. Here's my thing as well. What if he gets drafted by a team and there's no Donatos near, and he can't get his hot honey chicken or whatever? And he can't be. Him and Rob need to be like a package deal. You know, maybe Reed comes back because then, hey, Rob will be a top ten pick this year. I'll be a top ten pick next year. Usually, teams that have top ten picks are bad, and then we can get the Donatos duo back in the same city. But if they get drafted in the same draft class, very low percentage they go to the same place. Yep. So you're right, Scoots. I like that. 
Uh, why don't we play the Donato? Why don't we play that that Reed Shepard clip that I sent over to you? Do you have that ready to go? Uh, not ready to go. Give me one second to pull it up here. The Reed one, right? Yeah, that just needs to be like the when the devil try to get. We just need to play that. Like, <laughs> it, I mean, it's it's only what a four second clip. We need to just play it nonstop. Really, here you go. All right, here we go. My favorite pizza is the hot honey, and you can add banana peppers if you want it Reed style. My favorite pizza is the hot honey, and you can add banana peppers if you want it read. Style. Damn right you can read. <laughs> Damn right. People forget though, banana pepper is really gross on a pizza. You agree, Scoots? Uh, yeah, I'm not a big banana pepper guy in general. Although I did go to Subway yesterday and got banana peppers on my sub. Didn't regret that decision. I'm glad that you're eating healthier. Yeah. Thank you. Not a, not not a, not a sponsor. A texter, 502-414-1450. This person hasn't texted in since maybe the March loss last year. Um, in what world does Scooch think a UK player projected to go in the lottery in the NBA draft will come back for his sophomore year? Rob and Reed, Rob and Reed, <laughs> Reed and Rob, are going to be top 10 picks, and the BBN just needs to enjoy these two with what little time they have left. I, I kind of default back into that, and it's, just enjoy the, these Kentucky basketball teams with those two guys in the backcourt. And Antonio Reeves, you won't have him back, obviously. You're not going to see him again. DJ most likely probably will go pro, although I guess it's maybe not totally impossible he could come back for another year. But, yeah, enjoy Reed and Rob. Rob and Reed, throw the feed, throw your lob. And if, again, if if Rob – or if, excuse me, if Reed comes back, Rob's not coming back. He's gone. Oh, and rightfully so. He I should. agree with that one. But if Reed comes back, then then – We'll have all summer to go crazy about that. But, yeah, I don't see it happening. Scoots and Roush do, but I agree with the texture. You just don't see a top 10 pick come back from that. Uh, I watched the game the same way last night. Watched Bluey, then caught up right after the game ended. Which episode of Bluey? Top three favorites? We're a huge Bluey family. Roush was the one who was watching Bluey last night during bedtime. But, yeah, we're uh, – we're a big Bluey family on this end. Um, I like Baby Race. I think that one's a good one. I like Camping. But those are also Bluey books that we have. So not only are they the episodes, I've read those books a bunch. So they they, they stand out to me. But if you have a kid really probably like under the age of 10, maybe 8 to be safer, Bluey's going to be a hit for them. And Scoots, when you have kids, or a kid in my case, it's so helpful when you're watching something that's semi-entertaining for the parent and the kid also likes. Bluey's a good cartoon for that. It, it checks the parent box as well. They'll make jokes about like the parents being hung over every so often and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it's uh, you know, it's relatable. Hmm. Yeah, I just every time I've seen it, I don't I don't care much for it. Well, you, you also don't have a kid. That's true. But well, if I did. You, You've got to take in the KRC listeners as your children, right? You've kind of like you you look at them in that way. Sure. And they, yeah. and they, and they look at you as like a big papa. <laughs> like an opa, even. I don't know about all that, but we'll roll with it. You, you're you're the listener's opa. Uh all right, that's it, I think, for the morning grab and go texters, but no, the one other one. ones were going Oh, I guess technically not. Well, should we throw Indiana Tim in or not? Yeah, let's throw him in. Why not? Sorry, Indiana Tim. 
we don't, we've got rules and we stick to them. Indiana Tim here. Good morning, fellas. Lost in how well this team is playing is the fact that they're doing it against old dudes. Mississippi State, came, Mississippi State, for example, five of top eight are grad transfers or seniors. Look like the front line came from the defensive line of the football team. Jimmy Bell, if you hurt Big Z one more time, we're going to have a problem here. Big old Jimmy Bell. The muscle for the Mississippi State Bulldogs. They didn't do anything else except just be physical and and hurt people. Great text though, Indiana Tim. These young guys are growing up, and this is about the time of the year. I always say at Kentucky, when the calendar turns to March, the freshmen can't be freshmen anymore. And if they are, it's probably not going to end up being the season that we want it to be. But Anthony Davis didn't look like a freshman in March, did he? Of course, he's one of the best college basketball players of all time, but. Marcus Teague didn't look like a freshman in March, did he? He turned it up a notch. Michael Kidd-Gilchrist wasn't defending like a freshman in March, was he? He was really, really good. So I think these these freshmen are starting to get with it. It's starting to click for them. The game has slowed down in a big way for them. They still nearly blew an eight-point lead with 50 seconds, 57 seconds to go last night. So they're not perfect, but they're continuing to move in the right direction. And that was a hostile road atmosphere. It was a desperate team. The calls weren't going your way. You can't speak highly enough about how big of a win that was for Kentucky last night. You got anything for us, Scoots? Nope. I'm good. Okay, let's t- this is a good spot to take our last break. Woo-hoo. We're going to come back. Are you hooting and hollering about it being the last break? Yeah, that means we've only got 30 minutes left. That means I've got some free time coming up. I got breakfast coming up. Yeah, I'm pumped. Oh, I can't. I thought you enjoyed spending time with all your children. I do, but I'm starving. My stomach has just been rumbling for the last 20 minutes. I'm so hungry. You can head on over to Thornton's Stone's Throw Away from where you're at. That's true. I could probably get there and back by the time we come back from break. Wow, do we try it? No. Wouldn't <laughs> no, that be we so don't. crazy? That we'd be bad boys. All right, Scoots is going to try the impossible during this commercial break. And if and, and the bad news is, if he's not back, we're just not back on the air. So if you hear us, Scoots did it. He's back with a hot dog in his mouth. If you don't hear us, he's probably lost somewhere on Taylorsville Road. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. We'll be right back, hopefully. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, Wednesday edition, Hump Day, Victory Day. And the Batcats won, as John said earlier, in hour one. They blank Western Kentucky 5 to nothing at KPP. Always nice to win those tricky midweek games, and especially fun to see a shutout in the defense playing as well as they did. And we'll probably preview and talk a little bit more about the Batcats on on Friday before their home series against Lipscomb this weekend. But nice win for them. Winning Tuesday for UK Athletics. So that always makes for a fun Kentucky roll call. 7-9 Monday through Friday. Your favorite radio show. Text into the Thornton Sex Line 502-414-1450. Replay the show 9-11 to and you can get us wherever you get your podcast. Do us a favor. Even if you listen live, download the podcast. Leave a rating and review if you don't mind. 
and then follow along scoots on all the social media instagram a lot of socials facebook things have been a little quiet you know things have been a little quieter on the facebook and the in the twitter page lately i know and i why. think it's just Okay, well, I, I've got a theory as well, but I like your confidence. Tell me why. Maybe I don't really have an explanation for the Facebook page, but with the Twitter community, it's because they've made it so hard to find. Like, when when they first came out with communities on Twitter, X, I guess we're calling it now, it was at the bottom. And it was you could see, like, the little blue dot when there had been a new posting. But now you have to click on, like, your face and it'll bring up on the side, and then you got to click communities. They, it's just not as easy as it used to be. It's, it doesn't feel as accessible. So there have been several times the last few weeks where I just flat forget about the Twitter communities page, and I'll I'll go to it and I'll see like seven, eight, nine updated tweets that I hadn't seen yet. Yeah. It, so if you're a Twitter X user, so I pay extra to be shadow banned on Twitter because I'm an <laughs> effing idiot, and if you have that feature, you get to have a lot more decals at the bottom of your Twitter page. So I have uh, five. How many do you have? Uh, four. Okay. So I do have my community still at the bottom, um, but join us there. In the off season, it gets to be like a little bit more popping, but I think when games are rocking and rolling, people are just putting their own stuff oh, you out know, there. You know what? I do have five, but one of them is that Grok thing. I have no idea what Grok even is. You can, so you can you can change that, or maybe you can't. Maybe if it's your if you pay money to be shadow banned, you can change that stuff. But I, I was able to to do it. Grok is their AI, which Elon Musk is saying is going to be the best AI. Have you have you been up to date with some of the other AIs? What's going on lately? No. Uh. Uh-uh. There's Google's AI went a little too woke, as the kids would say. How so? People would like put in, make a picture of the founding fathers and they'd make all the founding fathers black or indigenous. Mm. And (laughs) people would ask for pictures of like World War II German soldiers and it'd be like these big black Nazis. Mm. Like they had, something was off with the algorithm in terms of, inclusion um i feel like and not not representing a more historical accuracy and people were really taking advantage of that um a a a dark-skinned mother Teresa, which is which you know fine i don't think anybody's really got necessarily an issue with it but i think it's more of just like historically that's that's not what we're looking for or that's not what what the record books say hey i kind of trips me out as it is AI is fascinating, Scoots. If we ever wanted summer radio, we'll, we'll have an AI show. Every, I mean, it, it's not like a matter of if, it's a matter of when we're just totally and completely consumed by AI in everything that we do. I was talking to somebody yesterday, and they were saying how in the medical field, you're going to start seeing your doctors wearing those like Apple things. Oh, you, yeah? you know, like the, what are like they called? VR? VR, but there's, uh, it's not a GoPro, but whatever it's called. I know people are laughing at me. I'm I'm, I'm not a VR guy. But there's do- doctors are saying that you're going to probably, in a few years, if not already, that you'll go into your doctor's office and they'll be wearing one of those things. So you won't ever really like look eye to eye with your doctor unless they take it on or off before. Because they're going to be able to see you, but then... 
they're going to be looking at you and they're going to see your heart rate to the right of their screen. And then they're going to be able to pull up every single medical record you've ever had as long as they have that thing on while still talking to you and like touching you or doing whatever they're doing to you. <laughs> that sounds bad. And it's just going to be the future of medicine. And if it's the future of medicine, it's going to be the future of, of everything else as Ooh, well. So I got the real future of medicine. So that, that whole advancement's cool and all. But what if we get to a point, and I imagine we probably will years and years down the line, what if we got to a point where they put those VR goggles on and they've got like the x-ray in them and they can just see the entirety of the insides of your body like, hey, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. Maybe so. Could be a little intrusive if that gets out on the public, if that app gets out on the public where you can just see through people and see, see stuff. I mean, but, it, it, it's not going to show you anything except for bone structure and, like, cancerous stuff. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> you don't know. There, there's been some talks about what those things at the airport actually show and what they don't show. Mm. And it's uh, and I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on it. We'll leave the AI conversation. But that would be a fun, a, a fun radio topic. I'm almost guaranteed that we'll get into it at some point. Keep the text rolling in, 502-414-1450. And I guess now it's time for the, the podcast texters after the big win yesterday. Hey, by the way, real quick, we I want to jump ahead a little bit. We had one guy text in ask, who won the codename game? Okay, so nobody, I think. And I don't think it was anybody's fault besides my own, really. Uh, you didn't give in, out the last one? So, no, yes and no. So the last one during the Rutherford show, I should have done it earlier. It was on me, but I think Roman had muted my mic. It was like during the like the outro where I was kind of saying it. And mm. I, I thought I went through because I could hear myself through the headphones, but everybody missed that last one. A lot of people got everything but that last one. And then I forgot to do it on the Dash Clips KRC postgame show, but I tweeted out the last word. So everybody got, it's now time for night. But they missed the last one. So the actual phrase was, hour one, it's. Hour two, now. Hour one, Rutherford, time. Hour two, four. Hour three, good. Dash Clips KRC postgame show, night. It's now time for good night. <laughs> that is not where my head went yesterday when you started saying them. Uh, yeah, look, well, I wonder what people were thinking. But I, I don't think it was your all's fault. There was probably about four to five people that sent in guesses. And a lot of them ha had, it's now time for night. And <laughs> they just did. I, I don't think the last one went through. So if I ever host seven hours of radio in the same day again, or six hours, whatever it was, I'll do it again. And I'll do it properly. All right. That's a promise. Well, you got to pick you a winner. I don't. Nobody got it right. They didn't have a chance. That's that could be Roman's fault too. Um, <laughs> all right, I'll pick a winner. Uh, I'll have to. I'll, I'll have to. Chase. Chase is the winner. Chase had a rough go on the post game show yesterday. We couldn't yeah. get him connected for whatever reason. Chase, you're the winner. He got it too, except for the good part. He was he was all over it. So we'll uh, we'll give it to Chase. Well, and what happened what? with Dylan on the post game? Don't know. Don't know about that I, either. I was telling, get you introduced him, and I looked at Gil. I was like, best voice in Kentucky media right here. 
And then he just never came on. And Gil was kind of looking at me. He was like, is that Dylan? The next guy that talked, I was like, no, I don't know where Dylan is. Yeah, we missed Dylan yesterday. He was going to call into the Rutherford show too, but we had Ty Spalding on at the time, and the timing didn't work out. So that was unfortunate. Okay, UK this morning, they're up to number 19 in the net rankings. That's solid. Yeah. We like that. I'd like it to be closer to 10, but okay, we're moving on up to the east side, north side, I guess, or south side. Do, do you consider one and two seeds high seeds or low seeds, Scoots? Uh, like, we got to get a high seed in the tournament, or do you have to get a low seed in the tournament? Man, that's tricky. That I always say, you know, I'm trying to think. I guess high. High seed. <laughs> As an IU fan, you don't really have to worry about Exactly, it. yeah. High seed is what I'm going with. <laughs> Good one. I also say that. I say a high seed is like a one or two, even though it's technically a low number. It's a high seed. Low number, high seed. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I was always wonder where people go with that. All right, let's get to the podcast texters. But yeah, UK six and six in quad one games. Six quad one wins, folks, is really good. Mississippi State fell two spots to number 30. That's important. So that road win will always be a quad one win for UK. And if you all remember, after the Auburn game, I said, these next three are so important. You, you get LSU on the road. That's going to be a tricky game. Alabama at home. And then Mississippi State on the road. And we went through all the different avenues of what 3-0 and would mean. 2-1, and 1-2, and 0-3, God forbid. And, and where that would go from there. But UK did win both their quad one games in that stretch. And they lost their quad two game. Which, if in my opinion... You take your quad one wins anytime you can get them. Yes, quad one losses don't hurt you. and But I don't really think quad two losses are all that bad. I don't think really people bat an eye at quad two losses. Quad two wins don't do anything for you. Those are farts in the wind. They're in and out, and they go on with history. But quad one wins are big. So if UK were to win, in that stretch, if we and I think we did talk about this for what it's worth, if Kentucky were to win two of those games. You'd want them to be the quad one games. And UK did. And that Alabama game will always be a quad one win. The Mississippi State Road game will always be a quad one win. The LSU road loss, and they got a dramatic win again. They're, they've had some magic there at the Maravich Center. Pistol Pete, God love them. They beat Georgia in dramatic fashion. But that's always going to be a quad two loss. The wins are always going to be quad one wins. But Mississippi State, the 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 win in Rupp when UK won ninety to seventy seven in the middle of January, that is barely hanging on for a quad one win. So go Bulldogs, keep winning Mississippi State. We need you to keep moving up in the net. We need that to be a quad one win. They're at thirtieth right now. If they drop one spot down, I think thirtieth is the is it thirty five or thirty? I always get the numbers confused. But right now they're barely hanging on to a quad one win for that home win at Rupp Arena. So keep an eye on that stuff. It really matters for Selection Sunday. But the Cats keep winning. They're going to be all right. And uh, I love what yesterday's win did for the big picture of everything. A a texter says, basically Kentucky had the most mistake-riddled offense in college football last year. So this was after our show yesterday. And it came from a stat from Parker Fleming. 
we can talk a little, may, maybe save that for tomorrow or Friday and we can get into it a little bit more. But we're we're in basketball mode today, Scoots. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we, we don't want to talk football. Plus, Roush isn't here. Roush, he, he, he no feel good. A texter says, for the love that is all holy, please stop typing on the podcast. Been really bad the last couple of weeks. All right, okay, all right. <laughs> yes, we need to. Yes, it is really bad. But... We don't do it on purpose. So does that make you feel any better? We aren't intentionally making the podcast sound worse than it already usually sounds. But yeah, it's just a mute thing. I kind of sta- that's is that a stab at me? I like to think it sounds good. It's you say I'm bad at my job? 99% me doing the typing as of late. But normally I'm really good at muting myself. I've just gotten a little lazy. The other texture says, TJ must like Under Armour because click clack on the on the keyboard. <laughs> yeah, I apologize, everybody. I walked into Donato's and asked for the Robin Reed special, and they said I wanted no part of that hot honey glaze at this location. I took their word for it, LOL. I tried, fellas, and that's from BZ. I think BZ, what, BZ lived in Prestonburg down in there in yeah. Eastern Kentucky. Yep. Scoots, does that, that sound right to yep. you? Sounds right. So, so the Donato's down in Eastern Kentucky says, yeah, you may, you may want to get something different than our hot honey right now. <laughs> that worries me a little bit. That worries me a little bit, but that's all right. They were being honest with our boy BZ. Don't you love that? When, like, if you were in the service industry, I almost think I would lie. And when somebody orders something, I would be like, hey, I'm just shoot, shooting you straight. If you really want it, it's solid. But I, I would maybe pick something different. Because when a waiter or waitress says that to you, you're getting something different. Unless you're just really rolling the dice. But it builds a little cachet there with your with the help where you probably tip bigger. So I feel like if I was in the service industry, which I never was, I would probably just lie to people and be like, oh, you were thinking about getting the turkey burger? It's actually actually quite the opposite, TJ. You service industry, and I've I've worked in it for a long time, is one of those things you just gotta lie to people. They'll be like like how's, how's, how's that black bean burger? And you hit them with the oh my gosh, it's fantastic and it's it's awesome. People love it. Meanwhile, you've never even had it. So you're just lying through your teeth just because you know it's a, it's a, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. See, I, I think you'll have a more memorable experience and a bigger tip if you say, "Are you are you serious?" I don't think I've I've been here for six years and I don't think anybody's ordered the black bean burger. <laughs> actually, actually, one old guy did, and we found out that he passed a few days after. <laughs> we don't think it was related to the black bean burger. He was super, super, super old. But I, I think you build up a little bit more goodwill when you try to steer them in a different direction. Like, oh, you're getting the fried pickles? Yeah, but in in the service industry... Pickles are gross. Also, in the service industry, you don't really have the time. You're just trying... Like, you don't want to sit there and have a conversation. No, this isn't good. Let me suggest... You don't want to do that. You want to get their order in as fast as you can, get them out the door as fast as you can, so you can get somebody else's butts in those seats. Not me. Not in my imaginary brain when (laughs) I never worked in the service industry. Everybody's getting my best effort, and I'm... I'm I'm keeping them, and hopefully get their bill's going to be bigger, my tip's going to be bigger, and we're building a, a relationship. They're going to come back. They're going to be regulars. Did we not play any of the uh, audio from today? I think we played it all. We played we? it all, yeah. yeah Every bit. Deal. 
Look at us doing a little audio. Look at us. A text, a texture, a texture says, "Do we lead D one and getting pump faked out of our shoes?" I looked. That text was sent when Uganda did that. It was Uganda's first pump fake of the game. It was the first pump fake he saw, and he jumped at it against Mississippi State's best player. Although I think Hubbard's probably their best player, even more so than Tulu Smith. Although Smith would probably be considered their leader. You know that they were going to try to throw it to him on the block frequently. You know he does the pump fakes. You gonna you're seven foot one. You've got a wingspan longer than the East Coast to the West Coast. Stop jumping on these stupid pump fakes. And if they score over top of you, you live with it. It's a tough basket, and you go on to live another possession. Stop jumping for these pump fakes. To answer of- to answer the text, no, it's Indiana that leads the country in that category. Sorry. <laughs> Another texter says, I miss CBS. Yeah, we all do. Goodness gracious. It's just night and day. And it's like, you know, if you don't have the talent or the budget to be able to get the play-by-play and color guys that you want, that is what it is. We can understand it. But the production value should be a lot better. Stop showing, show replays, show questionable calls, show what's going on in the game. And CBS just night and day. A difference between what ESPN does. ESPN great at the little gimmicks, showing Jay Billis walking 94 feet in a prison cell because somebody stormed the court. Showing Jimmy's Jets, Marty Smith is doing something wacky. I do like him. I love actually. Marty. Yeah, I like him, but overall, it's just not a very good broadcast. Marty right Smith now. is one of those guys that when he first started doing other sports other than NASCAR, I didn't much care for him because he's very much got that NASCAR voice, like. Hey, welcome here into Darlington Speedway, but I've I've grown to really appreciate Marty. Yeah, he just he seems enthusiastic if yeah. nothing else. Yeah. And again, I think I think that carries in a lot of a lot of this business. Gotta love thirty two percent three point shooting team shoots sixty four percent five minutes into the second half. That seems like it's the way it goes against UK. Those DJ Jeffries threes at the shot clock were frustrating. Just like UK played good defense. Some of that was in the zone as well. We saw a little cow zone. Always fun to see. Always delicious. And it seemed like it actually worked. Like UK was making Mississippi State a little confused. The exact reasons why I think you throw in a zone. Not that it's going to cover all your warts defensively. But it can make a team think. It can confuse them a little bit. It can get them out of sync. And Kentucky did that. Just DJ Jeffries, bailout city USA. Him and Cal had a nice exchange after the end of the game. And unless they meet in the SEC or the NCAA tournament, DJ Jeffries will go winless against the Cats, um, despite being a one-time UK commit. But they had a nice exchange after the game, so that was cool to see. That was a weird decommitment. I was covering it when it was going on. UK, I think, mostly just wanted Jeffries to have a better in with James Wiseman. Then Jeffries' dad was upset that UK wasn't keeping up with him enough even after he had committed, which is a we- you know kind of a little weird. And then so he goes on and decommits, and UK did not care. <laughs> UK, when he decommitted, UK was just like, oh, we wish you the best. And they were trying to make it kind of a controversy, and UK just didn't even bite at it. They wouldn't even engage. They just said, we wish him the best. We wish him the best. Seeing a dude that's been in college basketball for as long as he is, averaging the numbers that he is, he's he's role player USA. I hate saying it. He probably wasn't cut out to be a Kentucky basketball player. So it probably worked out for the best for him. But it was nice seeing that at the end of the game. 
Another texter on the Thornton's text line. We're rolling right through him here on Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Antonio missing too many open threes in this one. I had the same thought. I really don't think it was a great Antonio Reeves game, Scoots, but I do think he he obviously did enough. And 21 points is 21 points. But he did miss seven shots, and he did miss five threes, and UK as a team missed 20 threes. And I was saying on the postgame show last night, it seemed like at least 10 of those, 10 or 15 of them were wide open. Mm-hmm. And even some of Antonio Reeves' missed shots were wide open, shots that he normally makes. I mean, give the guy a break, right? He, <laughs> he's been awesome this season. That, that's not going to happen too many times. He has been – no, and again, he's still even with us – Saying that he left some out there, still twenty-one points. Yeah, I mean he really is the, the most underrated scorer in all of college basketball. A texture says refs are wearing Mississippi State under their stripes. That's life in the road in the SEC. We've seen it. We're not totally. It's not. It's not new to us. Read for the win, says one texter. I'm going to rub hot honey and banana peppers all over my body, says another texter. <laughs> I just imagine him actually doing that. Just be careful of your your orifices. Yeah, that hot honey's no joke. I just if you're gonna rub that all over you with the banana peppers, just just be careful. Just be careful there. Uh, te- the ins and the outs. A texture says I had Reeves nineteen and a half as the last leg of a plus one thousand parlay. Huge wow. free throw. That is that's awesome. Good for you. Yeah, and it was nice to see Re or it was nice to see Reeves hit his over. Good for him. The game was box office type entertainment. This team may give us a heart attack, but my lord, they're fun to watch. What a ball game! Somebody sent in a picture of Reed Shepard's face on Randy Marsh when he's got the wheelbarrow for his. He wants he wants to get cancer so he can get medicinal marijuana. So he puts a certain body part in the microwave. <laughs> if you're not familiar with South Park. TJ, the ejector bit about Roush going nuts over your ejector ejecting needs to go stat. <laughs> he does go crazy when I start ejecting on the uh, Dash Clips ejector wallet. He loves it. He's, he looks at it all the time. He plays with it. It comes out, goes in, goes out, comes in. He he has a good time. That whole bit you did know, admittedly make me a little uncomfortable last night. <laughs> you know, everybody's got to just be a little bit mature here. <laughs> Kentucky Roll Call, We save the immaturity for some other radio shows. We don't do that here. The only thing Cal needs to do in practice for the remainder of the year is work on guarding the post. We're atrocious at it. Every player, it's not even a strength thing most of the time. It's just straight up not knowing what the hell we're doing. I thought they did. Like I, I think this text was sent in during halftime of the game. Maybe I could be wrong about that. There was a couple. I mean, they'll get out of position on the block frequently, and then you're just done. You're done before the possession even really starts because – the opposing team's big has you sealed, and it's just over. As long as the guard can get them the ball, you're already beat. And it is too often that this team finds themselves in that position, but I do think they made adjustments with that. And I think at different times they realize, like, you can't let them catch the ball too low in the block or you're just toast. you got to be more physical. And I think it took UK a little bit of time to realize what they could get away with from the officials. And sometimes they still couldn't get away with it, but the officials did eventually let UK be physical too. And Kentucky did push back and they punched back. And I like seeing that. And I like seeing Mississippi State got a little frustrated. They started being a little bit more physical. And then you got that offensive foul call against Big Z. I was convinced that Big Z was going to fall through the hard, the hard wood floor <laughs> on that fall. He got crushed. He got drilled. I mean, it's a seven footer. 
a, a seven foot three dude that's just getting knocked a million miles per hour into the ground. But yeah, but he doesn't. State, wa- he doesn't weigh anything. He does not weigh anything. No, it, it, he he's he's given up a little bit of muscle, but they still fought. They were able to block some shots. How many did UK finish with as a team? Seven block shots. That's that's solid. That's that's pretty good, especially when you consider that Uganda didn't uh, didn't have his best game, and you couldn't keep him out there on the floor as much as you would have liked. A texture says Hubbard just couldn't miss tonight. It's impressive to watch. Not going to lie. Oh yeah, he was good. Really, really good. And I thought Kentucky didn't necessarily make it easy for him. Sometimes it's really frustrating when a big is having a game, a good game against UK. And exactly what that other texture just said. It just seems like all of it's coming. The Gonzaga game. All of it's coming from inside. You're not really making them work. It's just the same shot over and over again. Hubbard was having to work, and he was still scoring, and he was keeping Mississippi State alive and nearly willed them to a win. Keep an eye on that dude in the SEC tournament. Um, Somebody sent in a tweet about UK being the most bet spread and money line of the night. Yeah, the sports books lost some money on the Cats winning that one. Oh, yeah. That was was an – well, did they lose some money or did they not lose some money, I guess? The majority of the bets, uh, this text says that the money was coming in on the on UK, but it was the percentage of bets which was overwhelming in UK's favor. But the the spread still was going to Mississippi State. What did it open as? Two and a half, and mm-hmm. then it closed as four and a half. So the Sharks were on Mississippi State. The common average fan were all on Kentucky, and the common average fan won out in dramatic fashion, which was fun to see. Uh, what did you think about Mississippi State warning their fans not to storm the floor up four with five minutes to play? My gosh. I mean, how stupid can you be? Why Why at that point in the game would you put that message up on the scoreboard? Like, why? Why Why not wait till I don't know, a minute left, minute and a half left, somewhere where we're closer to the end of the game, you know? Five minutes left, that's ridiculous. And you said it best last night. Thanks, Jay Billis, for the win. Seriously, he jinxed Mississippi State into having to put that stupid message up there. They were showing the, the the police officers throughout the arena. One was sitting next to Mitch Barnhart. Why does Mitch Barnhart stand like the Jesus Christ superstar girl? Or why does he sit with his hands like that? Like under his armpits? Under his armpits. Like, I'm just waiting for him to whip out his hands and sniff them. Like... <laughs> Is that the girl? Is that the movie? Superstar, yeah. Okay, it's not Jesus Christ. No, just Superstar. Okay, Superstar. And she's the one that puts yeah. her hands in her armpits. Yep. Yeah, Mitch Barnhart sits like that almost universally. It's not like they just caught him at a bad moment. He'll sit like that. I, he's a weird dude. <laughs> I mean, I, I like that UK athletics has mostly been good under him. I still would like a little change at the top, but he's an interesting cat. Reed is awesome. I'm glad he's coming back next year, says one text. That's right. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Thank goodness. <laughs> we won in our three point rate increase. You got to worry about the important things in a game last night. Did UK shoot enough threes? Who cares if they won or didn't win? Did they shoot enough threes? No, we're being facetious. A texter says, What a freaking win. Mississippi State had everything going for them tonight. Friendly whistle, balls bouncing right to them. 26% three point shooter making two threes as the shot clock expires. And the Cats still found a way to come back and win. A lot of growth was shown tonight. Stop me if you've heard this before, but this team's built for March. Damn right they are. Thank God Jeff and Stacy had sex. Grow up, Texter. <laughs> Just grow the hell up. That's a fantastic text. <laughs> Salt Lake Brian here. Go Cats. LOL at Kansas. Fart BYU. 
Kirby says, we have been waiting all season on this team, Reed Shepard included, to make a big play in the final seconds. Hopefully it's as huge as it feels for our development as a team. Let's make a run, boys. Let's just come out and pummel Arkansas on Saturday. No funny business. They just lost at home to Vanderbilt. Take care of business. Please don't let this be a game in the second half. It may be, and it won't be the end of the world if it is, but let's let's keep this momentum rolling. I think kind of getting up and down with this team is a thing to keep an eye on. Scoots, we probably need to wrap up the show, don't we? Yeah, we got about 30 seconds. Okay, Big Z, Kiss Reed on the head, was doing it for all of BBN last night. Yeah, it really was. It's a fun team, a lot to like. Uh, we'll stop it there, and we'll pick it up tomorrow. Not as many. We did a good job for what it's worth. We did. And I'll get I'll get it tomorrow. Let's all hope Roush feels better. Uh, John, we'll keep you in our prayers as well because you asked for it. Everybody have a great Wednesday. Thanks for all the texts into the show, and we'll be back tomorrow to talk about whatever's on our mind. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big oh, X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, call. Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Go Cats, baby.